0: What's going on, fam? This is K.R. Jones of the Off The Strength podcast, and I am here to tell you to like, listen, subscribe, and if you're feeling freaky, visit offthestrength.com. That's where you can go and get more information on us. That's where we can link, we can build, we can connect, and let's make
1: this thing work. I need to put myself in the best position possible to live a longer lifestyle because you just don't know. And it made me want to help other people. I love Harlem, and I'm trying to figure out a way to, obviously, be successful and give back at the same time. It was just an eye-opener for me, and he was one of the main supporters when I started out in Riverbank State Park doing my boot camps with five people religiously every Saturday. He was there and he's like, you're on to something. Like, I really enjoy being out here with you. I'm passionate about what you're doing. You need to figure this out and go forward with it. When I quit, I'm like, it's showtime. Yeah. It's showtime, and I'm exhausted as much as I can. And if it fails, cool, I can get another finance job. But like, I'm giving this 200%.
2: What's good, everybody? What's good? Welcome back to yet another episode of Off The Strength, where we're giving you the inside look into all things wellness culture. I'm a trainer called Tony, and of course, with me, I got a gentleman of extraordinary league.
0: K.R. Jones is in the
2: building. That's right, folks. We are back. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are now in store for a treat. Ain't that right, Brother Jones? you Goddamn right, man. Back to back to back. Again, we bringing the friends to the show. Now, I have to say, before we go any further, the most deepest heartfelt apology to this brother over here because... This man is supposed to be on this show probably like a good four or five times by now. <laughs> and John, I got to tell you, man, the first time I had to reschedule, I did not anticipate this being the reason that's why we needed to move. I was like, I wanted to be here. I swear, everything I wanted to do that damn Friday got interrupted by the Monday of me getting hit by this damn band, man. So that was one. And then I had family shit and all types of other stuff. But long story made less long. This brother has been somebody that I have watched from afar. When we first had a chance to meet, I was like, oh, man, this is the brother who's been getting people doing all these kettlebell swings uptown. He got black people turning kettlebells. I ain't seen that in a long time. It was gear of sport, all the Russians with and all the rest of that being stuff. Black, you that's black. what I was about to what say. The you know? kettle
0: calling. It? Nah, no, it's ain't the mean. kettle calling. I see where he was going with it. <laughs> Look at the kettle calling black. I see,
2: I see him up there, and then he was getting up with Tamika. You know, Tamika Rochester has been on the show. I was like, damn, man, we can't, we ain't even get this brother on here yet. I see him with Tamika. Now I seen him with the homie Q. I was like, damn, he out there with Q 2 and the whole Uptown crew. Bro, we gotta make some noise in here for Ja Washington one time, man. Make some noise for this brother. It, because I'm finally here <laughs> saying thank you for coming through. And it wasn't gonna be anything that stopped me from coming here today, bro. I promise
1: you that. <laughs> Much appreciated. Man. yeah. I bro. mean, you know, things happen. You know? Yo, multiple what, times, what bro. Happened is way more important than than us getting on this. I knew we were gonna get it done at some point. It was gonna happen. You gotta take care of yourself first, bro.
2: Hell yeah, man. So, yo, Ja, there might be some people out there that don't understand what I just finished talking about, how you got uptown doing a whole different type of motion going on, man. And I've seen you moving, I've seen you training, you're getting people all kind of inspired, man. People might not know the full glory. Ain't that right, Brother Jones? They damn sure don't. We got a couple new people to lay people out there. We got to explain to them what's going on in these fitness streets in NYC and abroad now. So, could you start it off a little something like this for me, brother? Can you let people know who you are? where you're from, and then we're going to jump into your story. So Ja Keen, Washington.
1: Most people know me by Ja. Ja Holla, if you grew up in Harlem. 36 years old, born and raised in Harlem. Grew up playing a lot of sports. Was an athlete. Went to school in Connecticut, four years. Economics, human development major. Worked in finance for nine years. To 2016, quit my job to be an entrepreneur. Got into fitness, found a knack for it, really enjoyed it, and really wanted to help my community and found this to be one way to jump into that and be supportive outside of a number of other things. I'm just a guy in the community that, that loves his people. I love Harlem and I'm trying to figure out a way to obviously be successful and give back at the same time. And I'm trying to figure out a number of different ways to do that. And again, you know, health and wellness has been number one and super important to me.
2: Man, all about that, Uptown. Kyle. Yeah,
0: yeah. Know them Uptown vibes. Uptown, man. baby.
2: Gotta get in there, man. You know, where are we gonna take this after, Jones?
0: I mean, you, you kind of sprinkled it out a little bit, but we're gonna, we gonna take you back, right? We're gonna, we gonna take you back to the beginning. You told us about Harlem, but the way we started off is where were you when you fell in love with this thing we call wellness?
1: Where was I? I mean, so I've always been an athlete. So being in shape has always been an importance. Not as much now as it was then, or vice versa, rather. Much more important now. It's more knowledgeable. Things are more important that I didn't really take seriously or just didn't have the education on. But um, for me, everything happened for me in 2013. So I had started training. Um, Well, first I got in terrible shape. Let's just say that after college, started working a nine to five, you know, really partying, going out. Again, having a great time and spending money, not really worrying about nutrition and stuff like that. I had dedicated a lot of time to sports and athletics for four years. And so when I you know, graduated, I just wanted some downtime to, to cool out. So got in some really bad shape, got myself out of that shape and started feeling really good. A couple of friends asked me to support them on their journeys. So just kind of my entry into into fitness, uh, helped them lose a bunch of weight. Um, in particular, two clients, uh, 90 pounds and 60 pounds down within a year. So that was a big deal for me. That was like my start of like, okay, this is something that I might be able to, you know, do some things with. But in August of 2013, one of my best friends while at a basketball game had a heart attack mm. and he passed away that day. And that was a trigger for me because he was in tip-top shape, a triathlon, He finished that. One of the most athletic guys I know played uh, high school basketball with him and him having a heart attack didn't make sense to me. Mm. It just blew my mind. And so it made me really hone in and like, okay, you know what? I need to put myself in the best position possible to live a longer lifestyle because you just don't know. And it made me want to help other people, you know? So one friend of mine, she was triggered by it, another close friend, and that's how she started her fitness journey. And she's the one that lost the 90 pounds in a year. She saw what happened to him. She never really paid attention to her health and wellness. And she was, you know, 300 some pounds and that really triggered her. Like, I need to figure this out. So between her wanting to get it together and coming to me specifically in that situation, it was just an eye opener for me. And he was one of the main supporters when I started out in Riverbank State Park doing my boot camps with five people religiously every Saturday. He was there. And he's like, you're on to something. Like, I really enjoy being out here with you. I'm passionate about what you're doing. You need to figure this out and go forward with it. And, you know, well, he's looking down on me now, but he didn't get a chance to be here and just watch this stuff grow and build. But every time I do something, I do think about that and it keeps me motivated.
2: Man, first of all, just condolences for the loss. You know, I see that that has empowered you to do a lot since then, you know, to start with five people from the early inception to know people could check out what you're doing now. And I mean, I always knew that there was a deep passion behind what you were doing. I couldn't really understand where that was coming from. And it's the same thing is true for a lot of the people that, you know, you cross paths with in this industry. There's some people who just show up and they want to do it for reasons that are not going to be as directly tied to community mm-hmm. and that are directly tied to the empowerment and the, the proliferation of people. But I saw that was something that was true from the very beginning when we crossed paths. I was like, okay, this brother's moving for a different reason. Yes, he's getting people into crazy phenomenal shape, but it's about a much bigger part of the story. When did that start to become clear to
1: you? So I was a four year starting point guard in college. I played basketball in high school. So now, you, you know, I'm thinking about all these things that I was doing, bringing people together. Dealing with different egos and personalities, but like, but we're all I'm getting them on the same page to get to a common goal. So I love that aspect of of sports. And I love that that community aspect. Like I don't have a ton of family, not really family-oriented person. Mm -hmm. So I have a ton of friends. And so for them, that's family and that's community. And I really love that environment. So I've kind of taken the little bits and pieces of even in finance, you know, with my job was sort of sales and tech blended. Again, a lot of conversations and meetings and talking to people. So I got into a good groove in terms of like bringing people together and creating something that everybody is energetic and passionate about. So with the community stuff, you know, particularly in Harlem, you know, growing up, I didn't see fitness wasn't important. Health and wellness wasn't really a thing or it wasn't something that people like really dove into and looked into. Right. I eat McDonald's all the time. I ate Fast food all the time. There wasn't really any healthy options, unless, like, my mom cooked. And when she cooked, she's from down south, so she was throwing down. Hey, man. Right. It was so, love. It wasn't healthy. I, I, love I, on I the would plate. love to have some of that later <laughs> on, actually. But, you know, but again, the priorities weren't there in terms of like, it, it wasn't the knowledge, it wasn't the education. And so when I got the opportunity to build something, I started thinking about these things that I didn't get a chance to take advantage of. From a fitness standpoint, as an athlete growing up, I really didn't have anywhere to train. So I was always relying on the same movements, push-ups and pull-ups and dips, and I just played. But like, when I got to college, you know, when you look at these guys who are coming from all over the place, they're already weightlifting. They've already been doing all sorts of drills. They had strength coaches in high school. I couldn't take advantage of none of that, so they already had the upper hand. And quite frankly, like, I feel like, you know, that's just kind of how it's been for minorities in general. There's always like, we have to do a little bit more With less With less all the time And we kill it But it's just unfortunate That we have to do that So for me it's just You know Wanting to kind of bridge the gap And do whatever I could So fitness became One way to Build a community Get people together Health, wellness But also Now I got a community That's a network Right It became bigger than Fitness Everyone is coming together To Hey I'm going to JTW Fit To see my friends To hang out Right But I'm also getting in shape There's like a little spin on it Versus like, oh, here we go. I got to go to this Saturday morning boot camp because I know I need to get up and work out, you know, knowing you don't want to. Became less tedious, more habit and just fun. And building that, that's where the success comes. You know, everything else out of that becomes a lot easier when you got the people that just want to be there.
2: Yeah, man, you established the culture for it. I swear, when you were saying you was playing ball, I was like, okay, he's running back, DB, something like that. This dude said point guard—that's that, scary stuff on the other side of that point. You already guard. know. I was about to say, I don't want to see the screen. I don't want to see. It. I'll be <laughs> yeah. on the side. <laughs> D-
1: defensive prowess—you know, up in your ass the whole time, every whole day long. You know, so you know I, that was fun though. That—that that was like that was my pastime. That's what I did to release stress. It was the only thing I loved doing. It's what helped me, you know, do well in school because I just really wanted to play. So, I, you know, I lean on sports as, you know, it's, it's been something that's super important and it's guided me the whole way.
0: I think about Tone knows I, I played sports too my whole life and we always get into that basketball conversation, <laughs> we, which we're not going to get into right now. <laughs> but the the thing that I think about most is I, I truly believe being a point guard is is way more than just the, the act of, right? Because as as a point guard you're you're the general on the floor you know what i mean like you, everything has to run through you and not only that but you have to create opportunities for other people right which can directly tie into something that you're doing today, like career wise. It's like as a point guard, yeah, I can score, but it ain't about me. Like, how can I get the ball in the post? How can I get my man on the wing activated? You know what I mean? Like, how can I break down this defense or this problem that I have in front of me and and score and and win a game ultimately? And I think those kind of things get lost in sports a lot of times. And people don't realize, like, that's what a value is. Like, yeah, this game is cool, but I can take this and put it into real life and real action and, and build that community, you know? So I can only appreciate a point guard in here, you know what I mean? And we gotta play ball one day, Tone, and you gotta be there the referee. You know? That's what I was about to say, you
1: know, the way that this foot is set up on the sideline, yeah, I'll keep all the score. Of course. <laughs> well, I've been looking to come out of retirement, so let me know, I'm, I'm definitely down. I like Most definitely. It. I like it, I like it.
0: now also you spoke about being into the the finance and tech world which i think is also closely related to the fitness industry like when you think about we not that far from computers at the end of the day like it's a bunch of ones and zeros we got and you know how did that transition take place like was there a moment of like you know what i'm i'm tired of this uh, i'm i want to go into my passion or was it you know something that kind of drew you into it
1: So, funny thing, so fitness wasn't really, it wasn't my passion. I enjoy being in shape. I do like to look good, but it wasn't something I was really wanted to do. Growing up, I wanted to be an architect. I got to college. I, at one point, wanted to be a teacher. Gradually started to talk to advisors and see what everybody else was doing, and all of a sudden, finance became, like, the thing. I'm like, I'm tired of being broke. I don't want my mom to be broke. I'm going to go figure out how to make some money. And I was like, I'm going go into finance, and what I'll do is, On the back end, I'll do all the community work, I'll do all the education stuff, I'll still make it part of my life, but it just won't be how I make my money. And so I wanted to make sure, because I'm like, I need to make sure everybody's good first. And so that's when I started going into the schools, into my high school in particular, to talk about entrepreneurship, Finance. Just different directions that you can go outside of just the same old oh, need to be a doctor, need to be a lawyer, need to be a teacher. But being in finance was amazing the first, like, five years. I was learning a lot. I was making good money. I was happy. And then it got monotonous. It got boring. You know, the raising the bonuses weren't really, it didn't matter. The money didn't really matter. Money has never made me happy, but I knew I just wanted, I could do more. And so I was like, yeah, this isn't it. And I had started training Maybe 2012, and just a hobby, you know, a couple of friends like we talked about until we started the boot camps on Saturdays. And then five people became eight, became 10, became 15. And then I'm like, hmm. So now, you know, I got a couple of PT clients from it. So I started doing a little bit of math. And I'm like, well, I could probably quit this job, maybe, right? But I was also <laughs> nervous. So it took me a bit. And, you know, so then fast forward. I meet my girlfriend and she's sitting with me and she sees how passionate I am. She's talking to me and she's like, quit. And I'm looking at her like, what? She's like, just quit. And so in my head, I'm like, I don't know any woman that's gonna tell a man to quit this full time job and make some money to go by. <laughs> like, black woman, route, that, you know what and, I'm saying? And, yeah. ride and just like try this thing. She's like, The energy that you put into the, when you come home, you don't talk about work. You talk about who you train. You never bring up work. Or when you do, you're pissed off about it. She's like, "Let's run the numbers. Let's sit down and talk and think about what you're making, what you need to do to move forward." And we did the math, and she's like, "Oh, you gotta quit now." Wow. You know, and I didn't. I never did the numbers really. I just felt like, you know. I think I could do this, but the yeah, numbers, with the projections. And she, I, so first, then I'm like, well, what do you do for a living? Because I really didn't really pay attention to it. So, you know, so we get into that conversation. She helps small businesses to get financing, grow, build, you know, projections and be own people, right? And so I'm looking at her like, you know, but it was a blessing and a gift without me. And it, but it wasn't why I dated her, which I also love because I was like, well, I don't know, I guess you were put here for a reason. And so, like, yeah, I'm quitting. You know, so I went in, put that two weeks in, and after that, sky's the limit. I literally got home and had nothing else to focus on. And so now that two clients became eight, and then I just got to the social media and started promoting and pushing, you know, this Harlem hit situation that we had. And it's scary because the amount of success that we had so quickly, I was at home, Like, this doesn't make sense. Like, freaking out. Like, I don't even know how to deal with the demand that's coming in. You know, I don't know how to price this. Everything's new. You know, the studio we're in is super small, but we got 10, 15 people on the wait list. So we're trying to figure out how to, like, get everybody in there. So, you know, a good problem. But, you know, had she not come around, I probably would have quit. It would have been, I think, too late. Too late to catch the the wave of success that would come Yeah, I, everything happened. It was just spot on like it was supposed to happen at this time you know even in like subletting my apartment because I was like I need to cut back on costs so you know I got a sublet I moved in with her you know that happened when I write when I needed it um I was like I need like two or three more clients all of a sudden I get like two three emails I get the clients that I need so now I've got some money for the cushion that I needed for that six month you know 12 month period just things were working out and I was like okay you know this is freaking me out a bit because nothing happens like this but you know it's like, yo, good energy. You love it. You're passionate about it. Like the world knows that you need to be doing this and they, they're presenting you with the options and you just got to make the right decision. And when did it
2: become like solidified for you? Because I hear that that process is happening. and It's happening fairly rapid. Right. You start off as here's my thought. Here's my idea. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm putting out really good quality product. I'm seeing that return, you know, starts from the inception of that idea people are giving you accolades and they're they're seeing you make these things happen and they're celebrating you. But when did it really click into your mind that it was like, okay, wait, hold on. This is this is bigger than maybe even I initially thought it could get. And how did you handle that? And where'd you go with that after? So one thing about me, if
1: I say I'm going to do something, it's happening. Yes. I at least have to commit to it. And if it doesn't work out, cool. But like, I'm never going to look in your eyes and say, hey, I'll be there. I'll do this and not show up. So... When I quit, I'm like, it's showtime. Yeah, You know, it, it is showtime. And I'm going to put, I'm going to exhaust as much as I can. And if it fails, cool, I can get another finance job. But, like, I'm giving this 200%. So once we started, uh, my partner and I, Thomas, we started Harlem Hit. So that was our first studio, 117th in Madison. We partnered with the Physical Therapy of Harlem. They gave us one of their pediatric facilities that they weren't utilizing. And we started out with $10 classes. So, you know, basically went with, like, a... I guess like a Planet Fitness model. Rather than try to have a, a high price, let's get a low price. Let's just get people in front of us. Make sure it's quality. Make sure that we know what we're doing and we're giving them a really good session and it's just going to be super inexpensive and affordable. And so we took that route, again, just to get people in, let them see what we're doing. The studio was, <laughs> we had a red carpet. We had like a whole dresser thing coming out in the middle of the space. It didn't look the part <laughs> at all, right? So it was hard to get people to be like, You know, what is this? It's not like, you know, same downtown. And we're like, you know, know, trust us. We know what we're doing. We had six kettlebells, six med balls, a couple other dumbbells. We just like making it, making it work. Yeah. But just kept grinding it out and grinding it out. And people were like, yo, I love this. I love it. So now I'm like, okay, well, tell your friends. Bring a friend for free. I don't care. Just bring anybody. Get them in here because let them see what's going on. After that, I was like, you know what? Let me, I started doing like a social media thing. So I'm like, Instagram is big right now. I'm just going to, every time somebody comes in, we're going to take a picture of them in front of the logo. We're going to tag them so that they can repost it. Man. Just simple stuff. And then, again, out of nowhere, we started in 2016. 2017, I don't know what happened, but towards the end of the year, all of a sudden, just, I woke up one day and it was like 18 people signed up. 20 people signed up. I had two Saturday morning classes, 24 people, both classes, capacity. And I don't know, I don't remember exactly what day or when it happened, but I just was like, oh, okay. And then everybody's like, yo, I need to come here. One, I need to take a picture in front of the logo because it's going to be down. (laughs) But also they're just like, yo, I love the energy here. I love how positive you guys are. I love how there's so many shapes and sizes in the room, right? You guys don't discriminate. It's not intimidating. And the work is hard. And if I can't do something, you push me to do it or you give me something else to do, but you never make me feel like I shouldn't be here. And that was a big deal.
2: Man, I want you just to unpack a couple parts of that because you leaned into it a little bit towards the end, making people feel like they need to be there. And then one of the initial comments that you said, this is not downtown. I know exactly what you mean by that, but there might be some people at home that don't really understand what the distinctions are and why you
1: serving your community. You had to have a different approach to do that. Oh man, so a couple of things. So I worked in a, a few gyms and I've bounced around a few gyms, just like looking around, trying to figure out what everyone else is doing and also what I don't want to do and look yeah. like. So what I would see is, yeah, everyone is welcome. You can sign up, but you know, they don't necessarily look like you, right? They're not people of color. If you go to particular gyms, you know, no hate on CrossFit, but everyone is ripped and shredded. And so if it's my first day, probably not going there, you know? <laughs> just not, you know, because again, I, I, just don't feel, I, don't, I just don't feel comfortable at all. And it's really not the environment. It's a you know, little cultures. I think, personal opinion. The other part is, again, how you look and feel. So if, if I go into a room and I see a woman who's getting after it, that looks like me, I'm more inclined to be like, you know, what? I might try a class here, right? I got so many DMs and one of the best DMs I've ever received was a really thin girl who comes to class. And she saw a larger woman doing like an agility drill and she saw one girl look like her that couldn't do it but the bigger girl was killing it i mean fast feet but then when we got to the strength portion of the other workout she's looking at some other stuff and the thinner girl is super strong she's back squatting and then the larger woman she just she couldn't she couldn't squat so it was for her she's like wow like she thought it would have been flipped or reversed so she's like this is dope like i feel like i can come here there's not gonna be any sort of judgment, Like all the egos are out the door, because I don't play that. We come in, this is a family, it's love, none of the catty stuff, we're not looking each other up and down. I'm treating you all exactly the same. I'ma talk I'm gonna talk junk, I'm gonna troll you a little bit, we're <laughs> have fun together. That's a part of it. you know? Yeah, and, I and, love and, it. And again, and now that's the environment, so it's very motivational and everybody just wants to be there. They love being around each other. So all that stuff has just been, you know, you can't make it up, you can't recreate it. It just came naturally. Hey, yo.
0: You quench the thirst that people didn't know they had. And that's why they keep coming back, right? It's like until people are exposed to something that they've never experienced, they don't even know it exists. And you talked about things working out when they like having no clue how it worked out. And there's like a divine alignment, you know, when when things kind of happen. I'm thinking about this chart. I don't know the origin. I feel like it's like a Japanese kind of chart, but it's like a Venn diagram with those four circles. And it has, you know, what do I love? what I'm good at, what can I get paid for, and what does the world need, right? And all of these four categories, you just kind of fill up, right? So it's like, in between what I love and what I'm good at is my passion, in between what I'm good at and what I can get paid for is the job, in between what I can get paid for and what the world needs is like, you just kind of filling up all these different spaces, but in the middle is that divine alignment, you know, when, when everything kind of comes together and, and that's what you're in. You know what I mean? And, and that's when the, the people that come into your life just kind of continue to fuel that as long as you tap into it, man. So it's not like it didn't happen for a reason. It's supposed to happen because you were in that. You know what I mean? But I feel like a lot of times it's hard to step into that, you know, and the, the hard part is the, the success of like, oh, damn, what if this does work? Like that, that's the scary part of like when you do crunch the numbers and you can see like, wait, I could do this or like, wait, this could be even bigger. Then it's like, man, that's a lot of work.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Fighting in <laughs> scary. Yeah. I, I, I don't know
0: <laughs> if I want this work, <laughs> but to be able to, to step into that and own that is the power. You know what I mean? The, the glory. And that's why people come back. There's the chart. Thank you. It, what know, is it baby. called though? Because I can't uh-huh. pronounce that name. You, so, you, yeah, that ain't even in the vocab. We're going to go able. ahead and
2: throw that in the show notes. We're going throw uh, that in the show notes. I'm looking I, ain't at that, got I was it. like, I don't have that. I don't want to mess that up. So,
0: <laughs> But yeah, no, I, when I saw this, it, it, it kind of blew my mind a little bit because of how simple it was, but how much sense that it made. And I was like, you know what? More people need to know about this. Like, I, And I feel like people do do but maybe they just never seen it and when it hits you it hits you you know
2: yeah it gets right to it It gets to the soul of the matter man and ja i keep seeing you keep having those same circles come back around you know and it it, it seems like it leads you through some of these times my man so okay we picked that up that's at 2017 you guys are just starting to move from the harlem hit side when did jtw fit actually start to take off
1: so jtw fits we had a flood in that space on my birthday, okay, February fifteenth, twenty nineteen. <laughs> Wake up in the morning, amazing day, feeling good. Get a call from my partner. Cancel all the classes. The studio flooded. Oof. <laughs> I'm like, here we go. See, yeah. some people don't
2: understand that there's some pros and cons that come with this entrepreneurial lifestyle, man.
1: Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. You know, I'm I'm dealing with. All the things, yeah. And I told I told my friends I said I might put together a little manual or write something, a little short story. Exactly. About this whole. It, it won't be a long one, but it'll give you enough to keep you motivated. But let you know it's not it's not as easy as people think. A lot of people want to just take the leap, and and they don't have a plan, and they're not really prepared for some of the stuff that happens. So flood in February, we were able to get a land of space in April. So build out all that stuff that happened. We were able to have our opening late August and then we closed up again for a grand opening in September. So not in a really quick turnaround. The space was amazing. Uh, So we get JCW Fit open and kind of continuing where we left off. You know, first day, classes sold out, weightless. people were just kind of anticipating and and, and waiting. And, you know, between that time we were doing outdoor classes because it was obviously warmer. We were doing some stuff. We were renting out space at any gym that would have us, you know, just going to people's apartments, you know, whatever we could do to just kind of keep people motivated and not let them forget about us. But more so they were like, whenever y'all come back, we ready. You know, we get it. It's just unexpected. There's nothing you can do. So we were, you know, recording workouts and posting things for people to do at home, stuff like that. Uh, So then we get into JCW Fit and then we get six months of momentum. Just getting it going, we're doing four classes a day, Monday through Saturday, just Olympic weightlifting, boxing, strength training, you know sports conditioning, kettlebells, you name it, just trying to be a one-stop shop so people can come to. and then we were partnered with some other gyms, Harlem Cycle, yep. um, you know a few other spaces that were doing something a little bit different, so people could have like a nice, diverse week for themselves. you know, go here for cardio and dance, you know go to Tamika for cycling, come here for strength work, just blend it all together. Then COVID hits. <laughs> You know? Yes. And, and then COVID hits, and that's March 2020. So I'm just at home, like, you know, flood, six months later, open, six months later, closed again. So it was weird, because I'm like, I was, you know, to rewind, I'm, I'm seeing all the success. And remember, I said I was nervous, and things are going really quickly. And I'm just like, and then boom, now things are, take it away. Come back, take it away. So I don't know if I, uh, at home, yesterday I was like, you know, I think God was just like, We gave you enough and I'm pulling it back because I want to see how hungry you are. If you're still motivated to get back where you are and then take off. And so that's the kind of the mindset I'm taking now because I was devastated. I was depressed. Didn't want to be around anybody like I was going through it. But um, virtual programming became a huge success. Never done it before. Never talked to a camera. Never. I hate recording myself. I hate being on screen. My bad, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel bad about harassing you. <laughs> <speech, laughs> right? <laughs> All right. So then, come now. Now, then, now we're doing a virtual program. That So what motivated me there was we closed March 16th. That was a Tuesday. That Saturday, I already had figured out how to set up a virtual program. I got a Zoom account and just logged some stuff. I'm like, going to try it out. Put a Saturday class up. 65 people signed up. Mm. And I was like, okay. Like, I love y'all, cause y'all, like, I'm ready to just quit. Like, this this ain't for me. You know, maybe my time is up, I had a good window. And 65 people signed up and I was like, this is it. Okay. I think the best thing about it was because it was so new for me and new for them, I was allowed to make mistakes. It wasn't any pressure. I got feedback You know Can you hear me The audio You know The net service And you know Time on a spectrum Got to switch that up So I was able to kind of Just roll with the punches And then We ended up having 21 classes a week I was able to hire Some coaches You know So now I got to create A couple jobs You know While everybody was kind of Down and out Figuring out That was like A dope thing I was I was really happy about Bringing a yoga instructor Pilates Mobility um, And again Just have another One stop shop So people can You know Just move Especially at home you know. For me, I was at home miserable. Like, I need to, I want to go lift my weights. And, like, I'm active. I'm used to, like, being up on my feet all the time. And now I'm just sitting home watching Netflix and hanging out. I was like, this is, I I can only imagine what they feel like, you know, when they used to having somebody coaching them. So those are things that kept me motivated then. And then, you know, then came, like, on the back end became, like, the men's health stuff, which I sure will get to. Yeah, Um, man. All that stuff is just, like, all right, things are still happening. And, you know, in between there, I'm getting calls about doing virtual, like, corporate wellness stuff. So I'm like, okay, we still got something going. There's some momentum. People are still signing up. They still love the program. And then the biggest thing was I did a fundraiser for Harlem Hospital, Essential Workers. And I did a Zoom class with 122 people. Wow. Signed up, made a bunch, of ton of money, donated lunch and meals to to Harlem Hospital, Essential Workers. That was a big deal as well. Because I was like, all right, everybody always shows up for us in, in time of need. And if we ask them to support somebody else... They followed through. And I'm like, so this is like, the community is still here. And I'm like, you can't make this up. It's just, it's just a dope feeling. Man, that's powerful, brother. Like,
2: for real, powerful. Have to celebrate that on every single aspect of it. And, you know, you do, you brought up the men's health side. And I do want to talk about how that whole process came about and what it meant to you, like, you know, to be selected. Take me through that. So some of the listeners out there might not know and some of the viewers might not understand. I remember my first issues of men's health going all the way back to like me being in in uh the first passes through this whole training situation, man. That was a magazine that I had to have in the locker all the time, bro. I had to keep it with me, had to make sure I understand. Then I actually had a chance to work with I know what that magazine means. I know what that whole platform does to everybody. But, you know, when you get selected for something that, again, in just in the time frame that you're giving out, you're now, let's say, five years in, three to five years in, in that in that process, yep. somewhere around then. When you're selected as somebody who is the best out of that group of something that you just started on that side, that has to mean something different. That has to ring out a different way. Talk to me about like yeah. how that whole process. So for, uh, for
1: those that don't know, so I was in a... Facebook reality show. So, uh, (laughs) Men's Health Next Top Trainer. What's up, everyone? John Washington here from Men's Health, and we're going to be running through a lower body specific workout. They picked eight coaches out of a couple thousand that they thought would just fit the bill in terms of what they were looking for. Social media presence, knowledge base, fun on camera, which I thought was kind of crazy. We'll get to that. (laughs) Um, And just like, you know, has, you know, just diverse in terms of like what they do. Kettlebells, dumbbells, you know, things like that. And so... A friend of mine just emailed me. She's like, hey, you should sign up for this. I was like, ah, it's the middle of a pandemic. I'm trying to keep my business alive. I don't got time for this. So I left it alone. She emails me back again a week later. She's like, just, if you never do anything else, just <laughs> apply. sign up. Just apply. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. So I apply. You know, I fill out the, in the questionnaire, get a call back the next day. So I'm like, Okay. To so like, oh, we know, read your answers. We really enjoy what you had to say. We scrolled your social media page. They really like how you move, and they like the stuff that you, that you post. They want you to audition. Okay, fine. So they send me, like, a, I have to record myself answering 10 questions. That took me four hours. <laughs> Kid you not. In the studio by myself, four hours, because I hate how I sound. I'm, you know, I'm moving all over the place. This is about as calm as I've been a long time on camera, right? So, you know, so now I record. I send it back. Like, two months go by. So I'm thinking, all right, fine. Well, I applied. Bridge underwater. I'm home, coming home one night, having a rough day. 9 p.m., get a call before I get on the elevator. Hey, you know, this is talent, such and such from Ben's Health. Uh, You were selected. We start shooting next week. Are you still interested? So I'm like, oh. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good. You know, I had to yeah, yeah, I'm motivate ready. myself again because like, yeah, I was already yeah, yeah. like, like, Let's whatever. do that. So I get upstairs, telling my girl, like, oh, Steph, you, that, will we shoot next week. <laughs> She's like, what? I'm like, we shoot next week. She's like, you doing it? I'm like, I mean, yeah, I can't say it. nope. <laughs> Gotta do it. But uh, so fast forward, we start shooting. I win the first episode. So now I'm confused. I'm like, Okay, this is real. So I start, you know, me. I'm a planner. So I, I see who all the guys are that I'm going against. I done looked up their social media. I'm scrolling everybody's page, just figuring out who they are, what they do, just trying to get ahead of the competition. I'm, a, I'm if I'm in it, I'm in it. Yeah, you're going to compete. Damn I'm it. in it. Y'all yeah. want to compete? Now I'm it's compete. a game. So I <laughs> win episode one. I come in second place episode two. Win episode three. Lose episode four. But like I'm, I'm killing it, right? So yeah, now I'm like okay. This is feeling good. I'm getting excited. And they end up winning the whole thing. You know, just fast forward, Win the whole thing. And the most important part about that was I had so much other stuff going on. And that was, like, just something I could focus on and just lock in. And it put everything else on the back burner for a second. And it was also very important to, like, I, I always kept my community, kept all the clients updated. Like, even though all this stuff is going on, like, I'm still managing to support y'all. We still getting in shape. I'm about to win this, you know. <laughs> this is for Harlem. This is for us. Like With the I'm team on the out, back, you're you know, ready to go? I'm gonna win this. Yeah. And like you know. So that was like just motivation for them. They were like, if he can do all this stuff and still manage, to like keep this together. You know, everybody's pushing now. Everybody's working a little bit harder. I've got weight loss challenges and all this stuff going on all the same time. People losing weight. So it was just a dope experience because people fed over it. Like, yeah, it was just a fire. And then you know to win it, it was just a big deal because one is obviously you know. My name is Joaquin Washington. I'm from Harlem, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I'm sure ain't nobody from Harlem ever been in Men's Health magazine. Come on, right? I'm sure most people in Harlem don't even read Men's Health magazine. But you know, quite it, frankly, I'm so, guaranteeing yeah. you, when you was
2: in there, they, <laughs> they had a
1: couple bumps on that uh, yeah. subscription over so there. It, it was a big deal to represent, and then seeing people in the community, like oh, I saw you in the magazine. Exactly, like, all of that stuff just felt really good because I know how hard I work. You know, I don't talk about it all the time, but like, I'm just like, I know I work hard and I'm consistent and I'm, I'm always going to show up. And so having these things happen again, still surprising, but I know that my intention, my effort is there. So I expect like something to sh- happen at some point. But like, again, like I said, a lot of this stuff, it just consistently just been, wow, 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 this is happening. This is happening. So sometimes I get caught up in when is the, you know, is it something negative that's coming up? You know, and I try to stay away from that, though.
2: That's a thought that can end up taking away the joy of the moment from you for sometimes, you know, and I, I only identify with it because I've suffered from having that same thing too. You gotta learn to ride. You talked about the ebb and flow that keeps coming back in. Like you make some progress and then you see some stuff for right? It's kind of like literally like the ocean. Yep. See so it push out and pull back in, push out, pull back in. And you know, the career that you're sharing with us on this side is showing that, okay, you made some advancements and then nobody would have been able to tell you that all gyms would be closed for six months point in time. You know, you make some more advancements even before that, nobody would have been able to tell you that your whole basement was going to flood or any of that kind of stuff. You know, then you get all of these things that test you. And perseverance is something that I keep seeing has to be one of the hallmarks that I'm getting from your story right here. You know, there's a determination and perseverance. Who would you say influenced you and helped you come to that type of mindset? Where'd you get that from?
1: I got three people. My mom, for sure. You know, just in very general, she's always, she's figured it out, right? Father the past early When I was nine And she's always been there She's always figured it out We've n- never been hungry Always have clothes Christmas, holidays Figured it out We always had things That we wanted And so And I never asked questions and, and I always saw her She sacrificed a lot You know And we can talk about it Now that I'm older A lot of things That she probably wanted to do She didn't get to do Because she was like I gotta make sure We're good And so that was That's motivation always You know I look at all the sacrifices She made To make sure That I could be successful so that's one. My sister has been like my role model forever. Um, you know, she's the books, the brainiac in the family. You know, boarding school, Cornell, Duke graduate. You know, director of you know hospitals in, in in Georgia right now. Like she's she's always had like regimented. And I'm doing this, and it happens. So I take some of that from her. If I say I'm gonna do something, you got to do it. Right? Look somebody in the eyes. You got to do it. So I take some of that stuff from her. And then third would be my high school basketball coach. I was never a street kid. But I hung out with everybody. I knew everybody. But, like, I was never a street kid. But he made sure that I never took a turn. From basketball, it was it was bigger than basketball. We had study hall. Uh, we did community service. Made sure that we got into college. I went to college for free. Right? That's a huge deal. You know, it's especially massive. coming out of school and you have no debt. He made sure. He's like, I don't care if you never go pro. You never make it in media, You don't go overseas. You're going to be intelligent. People are going to respect you. And, like, you're going to make something of yourself. And... That was like a father figure for a lot of me and the whole school, honestly, and all my teammates. So those three people combined, you know, all in the same time frame with me as I'm, I'm figuring out who I am. Like, it was the best combination of people I could have that's, that were there and consistent. And that's the big thing is consistent, not popping in and out, checking when they feel like it. Just like he was there, he's still there. You know, the men's health stuff, got a text message from get a phone call. You know, and so for that, like I've always been, that's why I always go back to my school to talk to the students, to talk to the teams, talk to the players and just make sure that like, you know, this guy knows what he's talking about. You, If there's anybody in this school you listen to, it should be him because he's always going to guide you. He has your best interests at heart and he wants nothing from it. He just wants you to be successful. So, you know, those three has been just and then now, you know, everyone around me that's just doing great things like my community, the people come to the studio, all super successful. All grinders, all supporting each other, helping each other get jobs. It's it's, it's a lot more going on than than fitness right now, and networking things like that, and that keeps me motivated too. Because I'm like, okay, we've built something that people actually want to be a part of, and they're and they're really supporting each other in you know outside of this. Let's get in shape and build some muscle and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, that's just the thing that brought people to the party. I could see that from very early into the you know early into your conversation about how you're describing you just having stewardship for a real community. You know, what got them there versus why they decided to stay and why they decided to keep returning. It's your energy, your effort and the work that you've been putting into that same side, man. So I, one, I'm just grateful for you to even share that. OK, that started back with you having a positive mentor. And then, you know, there's a part of you that is doing that for the people that you keep sending back to. You know, so we talked about the importance of refilling your cup, you know, before we actually jumped down into uh, into having a conversation. Could you go into a little bit about how you do, you know, replenish after being in service of this many people, like, you know, and after, you know, tending to a full community? Like, when do you turn back in and be like, "All right, this is what I got to do for job right now? So
1: I never used to do that. I was on 24 seven. Yeah. Just on. Even when I get home and the work is like I'm done with sessions, I'm still texting with clients and like, you know, checking in. Emails, some of that stuff, you know, it took a toll on my relationship with my girl, took a toll on my relationship with my family. I just wasn't doing the things that I love doing, you know, just turn the television on, you know, playing some video games, like all those like things just to just relax for a second was non-existent. And something I learned is that, and I've been saying, I've been saying this over and over to people now, stress is not always tied to negative things. If you're passionate about something, you're really into it, you're giving it your all, that's stress as well. Because you always want to do the right thing and be successful and continue to grow and build. And so I was stressed out for good reasons, you know, outside of like, you know, obviously life hits you hard with all the closing and things like that with COVID. But in general, everything that I was doing, I love it. And I was like, I got to find a way to take some time for myself. And I still wasn't able to figure it out, but I started therapy. And that's something that I wasn't necessarily against growing up, but I was like, I just don't need it. And figured out, oh, you definitely need it. (laughs) How many of us, man? (laughs) Stay with that. Definitely need (laughs) it. And and you need a lot of it. And I was like, okay, I'm doing once a week. And then, you know, me and my girl, we did some couples therapy too. I'm like, you know, let's just, let's figure it all out while we here. And best thing I ever did was just to sit and talk to somebody and, you know, bounce ideas and really just have conversations and I didn't realize how much stuff I was holding on to because I'm like I just gotta next play next play next play and never really owning my feelings not talking about it with anybody just leaving stuff and just letting it boil over like you know and then it just grows and now you, you know, you're upset for no reason you don't even know why you're mad you're just depressed and you don't know why and so therapy was like number one thing and then in the last Three months, you know, my girl and I—we just, you know, took some time off. I went to see family. I saw some friends I haven't been able to check on in a while. Um, we went to a wedding. Went to Mexico. You know, just bouncing around with the Houston. And I'm like, every time that I got off the plane, before I even got into any fun or anything like that, I was like, Ooh, this just felt good to just be somewhere else." And I'm like, okay, I need to get out of here more often. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I need to get out of here more often. So now. For me, game planning for the future is I can't be as present in the studio. I can't train 15 sessions a week anymore. Like, I just can't do that. And I need to figure out a way to start hiring, bring in a nice staff, people who, you know, believe in us, who believe in the brand, believe in the mission, are here for the right reasons and, like, start to help people grow and coach and, and build that so that I can actually dial back and, you know, be present for a lot more than just this exercise stuff. So...
0: As you speak, man, I, so many things come to mind, but I'm thinking about intention and effort were, were two things that you brought up before. Like you're very intentional with what you want and the effort that you put in is, is shown, is shown over time, man. And and I get the idea that you you aren't easily impressed. So even when men's health came along, like, oh, this is cool. You know what I mean? I can do it. And then like you end up winning, you know what I mean? Like that is to... Tony's point that that energy that you have that you put out, man, it, it not wanting anything attracts everything. You know what I mean? Like it, it just again that that universal alignment. It just kind of keeps flowing in, man, and. And as wellness professionals, a lot of time when you provide so much for so many people, like you, you never take that you time, man. And like something as simple as literally leaving the city you from, is <laughs> it's, it's a life change. It's like, Bro,
2: oh, I remember when we what? had that conversation on the <laughs> damn stairs. I was like, fam, yep, just take that where wherever you need to go. Take this time, man. Right? <laughs> I'm but happy
0: to see it. it. It makes such a difference because when when you step outside of your your comfort zone. You get to see how other people live. You get to see like, oh wow, like I'm I'm really busting my ass, and ain't, ain't nobody else really doing it. How I'm doing it's, it right here, you know? Like, yeah. you know it, it, it's eye opening, and you don't know how hard you're working until you see the other work that people aren't doing. Until you can go places and pinpoint it out and be like, "Well, I would have did this that way. I would have did that that way. I would have." Like, oh damn, I'm doing it. You know what I mean? And I, I'm living it. So I, I, I just want to take this time to, to champion you for that, man, and, and to continue to to keep that energy so that. More people can see that it exists, you know. Like uh, oftentimes, we just don't believe it until you see it. You know what I mean? Especially being in Harlem and uptown. Just clean my fancy car, picked up my fancy clothes. Every only in the house, but I know we
2: got the ball, we got the ball. This is Bird gang Money. This is Burger
0: Money. Every hood, every ghetto got the same setup, same concept, you know, so until you can see that light, that vision, that person that's doing something, you're never really going to believe it. It's like, I don't believe this dude, man, he ain't about that life, you know, but to actually... See it, to feel it, to hear it, to, to smell it, like to get all the senses involved, man. It, it's a beautiful thing, man. So I, I, I just want to continue to give you these flowers, man. Cause I see it from the people that I know that know you, like through the wellness community, like it, the deeper you get into it, the smaller the community is right. truly. Damn you, sure. know, yep. you know, you, you, you know, one person. Oh yeah, I know him. And then with you, one person removed the whole time, one person removed <laughs> the whole time. But we, we all are on that, that same mission, that, that collective mission to, to bring health and wellness to the community so anytime that we can get somebody in this seat that is doing that man we we gotta celebrate you though like for real and in, in no small way like you're changing lives bro like the, the you mentioned two people that you know lost the weight that was the 90 pounds and the, and the 60 pounds but like day to day like you changing lives and inspiring people man so you gotta continue to go with that
2: Talk to us a little bit about the next chapter, brother. Like, what would you say success means going forward for you as an individual, for the brand, you know, and maybe some of the stuff that you want to be aspirational with, with the community?
1: So I'm still involved with Men's Health. So that that's something we got a, some projects that are coming up. think okay. uh, we'll talk to Ebenezer in the upcoming week. So yeah, shout um, out to you know, Eb. I have man? a couple different programs they have me doing um, right now. I'm studying for my CSCS, so Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist. Yes, yeah, sir. Shout out to Ebb again. <laughs> I because I won, they're supporting me on the education tip. So Love. he's like, we're going to make sure you get this so it can open some more doors.
0: For the layperson, that's the top of the top. It is. That top you of the need. Top. That's,
2: that's one of the harder. 60% fail rate. Yeah, I was going so, yeah, to say, that was yeah.
1: one of the harder classes I had to take in school, man. For sure. So I'm locked in on that now. I just As soon as I got back from my trips, that's been the focus right now. Couple of personal training sessions here and there. We've been talking about reopening a, another JTW Fit Studio. Kind of got that on 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 the back burners for now. Just trying to figure out where, pricing, location. You know how that gets with real estate and stuff like that.
2: Physical spaces is still
1: a little tricky, tough. It's tricky. And now we you know with not COVID being over, but the city opening back up, now prices are jumping back up. Yeah, trying to take advantage of like you know this little market that might be there. Outside of that, I have. A project I'm working on is actually not public, but we're going to talk about it today anyway. Hey, we got an exclusive? <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so right now I'm working on, so we talked about kettlebells, right? I've found a, a passion for those. I love using them. It's one of my favorite tools. And I've got a big community that actually enjoys them as well. You better believe no one it. really uptown that's into it the way I am or using them properly, right? So yeah. what I'm working on now is I'm working on opening my own, like a smaller studio, like a side project. And- I think it's going to be a big deal, but it'll be Harlem Kettlebell Club. Woof. So it'll be strictly kettlebell strength and conditioning, only kettlebells and body weight. Right, we're not bringing in dumbbells, bar, but If you want to learn kettlebells, you want to be proficient, you want to learn how to use these. This is all we're doing. So I'm working on. Been looking at spaces, locations. You know, I don't need a ton of space, but I need some. We're going to rubber floor, it, music on, bells, some chalk, ready to go, and get after it. And I think that's going to be something huge. I don't know. I haven't personally seen any kettlebell-specific studios. I've been doing a little bit of research. I haven't seen them. They probably do exist. But obviously, there's nothing up to them. And I'm somebody who's like, I'd rather create it, wait for somebody else to bring it. Hell yeah. So that'll be a smaller project that doesn't call for a lot on the financial tip, but I can get something going. And with that, I want to have group fitness. I want to have some individualized attention. Uh, I would like to higher so I want to create jobs and have some kettlebell coaches people who are been in the game for a while and know what they're doing and then some people are up and coming and really want to learn and then I also want to partner with some organizations that certify so have them come and host their certifications there again to help coaches even people you know general population that just want to learn that could be another aspect and then just kind of create that dynamic in that community um, uptown
2: Man, I haven't used them in a long time, but it was strong first. RKC, when they first came through the first wave of that stuff, some people out there, the layperson job, they might not understand why this kettlebell is your preferred tool in this in this whole repertoire, and why you would even start a whole small subdivision of your business with that. Can you break out for people why that tool in
1: particular is the one that you want uh, to focus on? So my first time in the gym using it was an accident. Came in 5 p.m., 6 p.m., worst time never go to the gym, <laughs> right? I had my whole program set up. <laughs> prime time
0: right there. <laughs> you know, Can't use nothing I'm in I'm here. I'm like, I'm going
1: to get a rack. I got to get a rack, right? Hell no. End. No squat racks. Dumb, when I tell you, blink, all the dumbbells were off the racks. Oh, it yeah. was It was a madhouse. So I'm looking around, like, I need to do something. I'm here. You know, I took a little pre-workout that day, so I'm already charged. I'm already ready. <laughs> so kettlebells are sitting there. No one ever touches them. The whole rack is full. Not a lot of them, but none of them are touched. All right, squat, do some rows. I'm doing, like, basic stuff. But I kind of just, I was like, I kind of enjoy these. Why nobody use them? And I just got, it. I just, you know, I got curious, and I started messing around with them a little bit more. So on the back end of my sessions, I would just go play around with them. So I'm looking up some videos on my own. I was like, you know what? Maybe i to just get a certification, right? No one's doing this. I feel like everybody's doing, you know, everybody's boxing. Everyone's barbell, 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 dumbbell, right? Dumbbell standard. I'm going to just get a certification, just try to learn this and just add it to my package, right? And just build. This would be my thing. Not knowing that I would actually like end up wanting to just use them all the time, but I was like, I just wanted to have it in the back pocket. So I started teaching a class in studio, very basic. We weren't even doing clean swings, snatches, none of that. I was using it as... Like a dumbbell. Yes, yeah. so wait, but uh come virtual programming, I'm like, okay, well, now I want to figure out how to make this a little more spicy and want people to sign up, so I may just try a kettlebell class. So I rented, though so me and my partner and I, we rented all of our dumbbells, kettlebells, everything in the studio to our members. Cause they didn't have stuff at home, and then obviously, like I don't know, you guys know, weights and stuff are hard oh, to come by. In the middle so we of quarantine, everything emptied out the studio, set up times for them to come, and then I started a kettlebell class virtually, which is also tough because I'm like, I don't even know how I'm going to teach this through a screen. Yeah, but I got so good at it through a screen. I'm like, I have to like do this in person because now I can actually really hands on correct form and like help you get better. So everyone. That class blew up virtually. You know, I was doing that two, three times a week. Started doing some outdoor stuff when it got warm. You know, I think to, to fast forward, it's a simple tool. You can use it for all your basic strength training work. You can get advanced with it in terms of like clean swings and snatches. Those are more advanced movements. I think if you're someone who is getting into strength training and don't really want to put a bar on your back and don't feel comfortable, it's just a way to go in a corner. You don't need a lot of space. And you, again, you can be really efficient as long as you're having your intentions are there and you're working really hard. And so that's. You know, in terms of how I approach this is I want people to go into the gym and feel confident with any tool and be able to go in and like, OK, I know how to squat with this, row, with this, press with this. I'm good. Squat rack isn't available same way it was for me. No problem. I'm getting in here and I'm figuring it out. So I think that's like the main thing. And it's also just dope. Like everybody is it's nice. No one knows, like not a lot of people uptown of town know how to do clean swings, snatches, rotate and, and, and have fun with the bells. And so they just, I'm like, you gonna look cool, as shit, when you go to the gym, <laughs> man, yo, bro,
2: I know you messed up a couple people days. I seen you doing the offside press one time with him. I was like, yo, there's a dude behind you. It was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna go home today. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead, yeah, pack. I ain't got
1: it. You break out the bells and blink. it might kick you out sometimes.
0: But... That's not welcome here, man. But man, we we could we could chop it up for days. But you know, as we can, as the sun sets, okay, and the night falls, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we gotta ask. What, what's some advice that you could? give the listener right to to follow that passion right to to do what it is they feel called to do if it's entrepreneurial if it's weight training if it's a kettlebell like what could you tell the person out there to to get them started
1: well, i think the first thing is in anything right just have a plan right? just have it don't have to be concrete but just have some things in mind that you want to do if you're looking to become an entrepreneur you know, set some things down, do some number crunching, figure out, can I actually do this? Do I need to wait? But like, don't be afraid to take that leap, right? I would never tell somebody just quit without knowing like what's going on. You know, that's where things get tricky. You know, my situation, I was younger. I had no kids, not married. I have nothing else going on. So like, you can take those those kind of leaps. If you're in a different situation, you really got to, you know, assess where you are. And, and But again, don't be afraid to do it if you're going to do it. Because I think if your energy and passion is there, and you're really going to go for it, some good things will happen. I think the other thing is, you know, if you're someone who's looking to get into wellness and fitness, start small. You know, don't write out this six, 12 month program, right? Or, or this goal. Keep it really small. Two weeks. What can I do in this month? I think when you have those consistencies and you see those small wins, the bigger picture feels closer. Big All right. You want to lose 100 pounds? Great. How many are you going to lose this week? You know, when you make those things smaller and attainable and you allow yourself things that you can actually achieve. Right. It can be super small, but you can market every day. It's just consistency. And I think that's the biggest thing is is consistency. It can be whatever it is for you. If it's two times a week is your consistency, then do two times a week. Because over a 12 month period, you can say that you stuck to something. And I think we all have a hard time sticking to our plans and saying this is what I'm doing and continuing with it. So that's the most important piece.
2: Man, yeah. I know there's going to be a lot of people inspired by this conversation, brother. I know they're going to have to come through and check out one of these boot camp classes because I don't know if you've been paying attention, folks. This man is doing them up, and it's looking like it's getting <laughs> spicy outside. You know what I mean? Can you let the good people know? And it's you know what? Even really back, we've been talking to these WTF folks over here, and they've been looking for some fitness tips and okay. tricks. And I've been telling them, we good anywhere that they got a damn pull-up bar. But I'm trying to tell you right now, when I say <laughs> creme, they la motherfucking creme. top. This man's right here. Can you let these people know where they could come and get the smoke when they need it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so right understand. now,
1: I mean, obviously uptown in Harlem. Uh, if you want to reach out to me directly, I'm a big Instagram person. So my page is J A H underscore H O L L A. Business page is at J T W Fit, and if you're really into the kettlebells, right, that's on the way. We're gonna have Harlem Kettlebell Club on Instagram as well. So a lot of dope things coming up. You know, we're just putting it together, getting organized, but. It's gonna be fun, it's gonna be great energy, it's no egos, we just like to have fun and we get in shape at the same time.
2: Man, hey, yay! My kind of spot, man. I can't wait to pull up the swing. As soon as I get this leg situated, bro, right <laughs> back in have, here. We're gonna have you single leg man. I'm right in here. here. I'm ready to go right into the windmill, we're just on the one side. Just give it to me one time, I'm ready for it. Ready to jump back in the game, coach. Put
0: me in. Yeah, we're gonna get you some breakaway pants. <laughs> <you
2: know. laughs> And with that being right. said, <laughs> it's been another fantastic <laughs> episode of Off The Straight. I'm a trainer called Tony K.R. Jones. Peace and much love out there to y'all. Until next time, we'll see you soon. Peace. What's good, everybody? I'm a trainer called Tony, and I am here from the infamous Off The Strength podcast, asking you today, listeners, viewers, wherever you may be, to please like, listen, and subscribe to our podcast. This is how we're going to continue to be able to deliver you the best goddamn wellness information out here. So if you want to keep hearing this and you want us to keep growing, you are a part of this show just as much as anything else. So please go to OffTheStrength.com. Make sure you check out our blogs make sure you check us out on IG and if you're hearing this voice and you didn't hit that subscribe button, know that Kyle is going to come looking for you.
1: (laughs) You got that right.